Never content, I got a supplement. We on the money making mission, ain't no competition. It just hustle blends. I tell them, never tell the left what the right knows. Young visionary, facing all adversity. Sticking to my Bible and my wife, check my life. A million dollars ain't enough. You gotta run it up. Yeah, uh, you gotta run it up. They say we sick with it, you better wear a mask They say we're moving towards the top, but we work like we're trash I mean these conversations happening, you shouldn't have asked We're the winners of the future, not a slave to the past You said we never ever make it, and I'm saying you lied Tune in every Monday, press play, share, and subscribe Your invoice has been processed, run me my money, don't hide Don't play with me, I'm Kingdom and I'm Southside I'm Kingdom and I'm Southside Welcome back to the Million Dollar Conversation Podcast. We are having a family reunion on today. Um, I am your favorite rich auntie, Patrice Nguini. Uncle T, Tweety in the building. And we have one of my favorite rich aunties here in the building. She is here with her pearls and her velvet jumpsuit. Her Uh, wig is on correctly. Her edges are intact. She has on the kitten heels and she is stomping. She is stomping out here, you know That's what I'm it. saying, in these Rona field streets. None other than we we, we can't know. We got to continue. So <laughs> we got to continue with that owner, owner, CEO of of the only Hello Lovely company. That's it. The stationary brand for all the loveliest needs that you'll ever need. A style architect, a woman of God. All right. Sitting tall like a glass of water. You know what I'm saying? Like a champagne glass. Legs on 100 out here. Might I even add single until God brings. But God. But God. Until God brings (laughs) what she's been praying for. In the name. In the name. In the name. All right. That's a really good intro. Natural hair. (laughs) Cali raised. Texas paid. Yes. (laughs) Shout out to Nipsey, because his biggest fan is sitting right here next to it. Little Nipsey Hustle, check me out. You in trouble, check me out. (laughs) (laughs) Miss J. Lovely. I really, we need some 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 drops in here. Yeah, you know, we need some drops. We gonna, we gonna get some good stuff. We yeah. So, um, y'all, she's our first official guest on the Million Dollar Conversation podcast. So this is extremely exciting. Jade is a business owner. Jade is our sister in Christ, um, and she comes with the an amazingly um, humorous perspective on single life and what's going on with it. But also she's going to be here dropping some gems, dropping some gems of faith and everything else in between. So we are going to have a really good time on today. On today. On today. All right. Your turn, Jay. Come on. We, we done gave you a great intro. Right. I know y'all. All right. Talk your noise. <laughs> talk, talk now. <laughs> you know, I really want to thank you guys. Such an awesome intro. Like that was really awesome. Yes. Y'all really did off it. top, off off the root, off yeah. the root. Yes. I, yes, yes. I appreciate it. You know, you y'all just made me feel so special. I feel so blessed to be here. Thank y'all for inviting me. Of course. Oh, buddy. You know, buddy. Don't, don't make me active. You know, no. Good. It's okay. Good. But you know what? I'm so happy to be here because we really do have some things to talk about. We do. And I feel like people should be more privy to our conversations. Because They're these really are truly million-dollar conversations. All the time. We wouldn't have her here if the conversation was not of value. Or that she wasn't going to be a millionaire. Ah! 
Only millionaires. Only millionaires. Um, so we're going to go ahead and, um, Jay, can you let everybody know actually a little bit more about what you do, who you are, where you be at, where they can find you? Oh, you know. I got you. So, you know, right now, I am the concept architect of Hello Lovely Company. We are an up-and-coming stationery and office supply company. You know, we cater to everybody. We are fashionably made with you in mind. I am still the chief and editor of Vintage Magazine. Oh! We're, we're still getting our roots going. We're taking a little time. We're taking a little break, but we're not gone. Okay. But you can find the content on... Oh, yes. Vintagemagazine.net. And you can find the stationery on... HelloLovelyCompany.com. And you can find her at... The Lovely Miss <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and please don't forget that Hello Lovely Company has a beautiful, beautiful curated and created website by renowned websites. And they are also... Boom. They are also her website... My website manager. Like, come oh, on, man. man. You don't man. be. You don't get. You don't get to. Hey, that's a great drop right there. That is. A I great appreciate drop. that. You know, and then you know, as of course, Vintage Magazine is a wonderful, wonderful little breath of life. I think we're gonna start releasing some older content. You know, just spark something. Vintage content. Vintage. Some vintage content. Vintage. Some repurposed content. Yes. Yes. So we're going to go ahead um, and jump right into the business conversation. We have a lot of business conversations amongst one another, just about things um, that we're learning as we are just um, growing as entrepreneurs, things that we've already kind of just like gotten over and grown past, but also like every day is a, um, a moment, an opportunity for growth, the OFG to grow in your lessons and everything like that. So I'm just going to start off by prefacing with this. So Jade is um, really, really good about recommending like TV shows that we like are supposed to watch. And they help. And in the, in the oddest way, <laughs> we we gain lessons out of them right. in the oddest way. So what I the reason why it's odd is because one of her recommendations for Tweety and I to watch was Six Hundred Pound Life. Okay, so like, and you can we please talk about the fact that you fought this for a I did. long time? I did. I've been recommending this show for quite some time. It, I did because I was like, I don't. It to me, it felt sad. It feels sad right. to watch. Like, I was like, I don't want to be sad. Like, if I'm watching TV, I do not want to evoke the feelings of sadness. So, like, I was just like, nah, I'm not going to watch that. But when we finally did, like, yeah, there were some funny things in there. But I learned a lot about, like, your will, your discipline. And, like, even though, like, none of us sitting here on this couch are 600 pounds, there's something in our life that we're lacking discipline in, in some area. And that's what that watching that show did. I was like, man, like, man, the way she's arguing with him. Like, I've, I've been in a situation where I was just arguing because I just wanted my way. Yeah, I felt like the doctor. Like that that was my personality. <laughs> when somebody had an excuse of why they couldn't do what they what they had a goal to accomplish, well, I couldn't lose my sixty pounds in two weeks. And really it's not because you didn't work out, it's because you chose not to work out. And the doctor would come up to the to the person and was like, Well, you could have easily 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 lost thirty pounds if you were on this diet. And it, the, that was a truth, you know, and that person didn't want to hear the truth. They wanted to hear their own makeshift version. I tried, you know, and sometimes trying is not enough. Right. So the reason I brought this up is because we um, were talking about, like, what makes a business bingeable? Like during this time where we have our own occasion, right? 
every one of us is trying to find something good to watch on TV. Like, don't lie. You know it. Like, you ain't sitting up in your house just watching, reading books all day and looking out the window. Like, you trying to find something to watch. So, what makes a business bingeable, guys? Truly, what makes a business bingeable is content. Mm. I know that's, that's taboo and that sounds like a everybody's going to tell you that like content mm-hmm. you need mm-hmm. to push content mm-hmm. but there is a true value in great content and mediocre content mm-hmm. and just marketing con- great marketing content that mm-hmm. draws you in there's mm-hmm. really different levels of content that as a business you can provide mm-hmm. Mm. But the true essence of it is we don't take advantage of the many different levels of content that we can provide. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you know, easily could do. But, mm. we, don't. but we don't. Sure. But, but what do you look for when you're scrolling through an Instagram page? You're looking at their content. Mm-hmm. Their content is what draws you in. It's mm-hmm. what sells you. Mm-hmm. Right. If Think about it. If you go to a business account and you're looking through it, but the content is kind of all over the place, the business gives you one description, but then the content is like, okay, hold on. What's what's going on here? Right. It makes you a little nervous. Right. It makes you kind of frightened to do business. Right. It makes you question their legibility to do business. Oh, wow. So what makes a business trustworthy in 2020? Sadly to say in 2020, it is no more a word of mouth game. It is a show me game. Mm. You have to be able to deliver. Mm-hmm. Your mouth can place you in a lot of positions, but if you cannot deliver on the back end of what That's your it. mouth mm-hmm. is writing, mm-hmm. pretty much don't let your mouth write a check your butt can't cash. Mm-hmm. So do we think that's because like there's so much like um there's so much saturation in different industries it's like if i do hair and i know i got um i know other people who do hair that i have to make sure that i'm working as hard or doing as much um because i need it's a show me game like it's it can't be just based off of referrals it has to be like nah like she's about that she does that your business is bingeable when you officially um it's clear what it is you're trying to do and i think marketing is the best when um it has a clear intention yeah, I agree with that. But I also believe that people also like to see the behind the scenes, the how did you create this? People want to feel like they are a part of your journey, um, whether it's you started from two months ago or six months ago. People want to see the progress along with the content. So it's not always about having the A1 content necessarily, but always being able to have the content in front of your customer. So they're like, oh, man, every time I log on, I see that. She's putting out content. He's putting out content. Mm, consistency. That consistency is important just as much as the creativity, just as much as the the different things that you can do with uh, photos and words. I think it's important to not put so much pressure on yourself, especially when you're beginning. Because I believe that sometimes you could like compare yourself so early with somebody who's been doing this for like years. And they've perfected their brand. They've perfected their marketing. And it gets to that place where you, sometimes you feel defeated because every time you look up, like they taking that next step. And you're like, when is my next step? So let me ask everybody this. When was the first time you knew you were going to be a business owner? So me and my dad, we uh, he met an Indian guy who was living next to us. And the Indian guy was like, hey, come to my garage. Me and my dad was like, is it for free? Is what for free? What is Whatever it? he's about to give us. Like, he was just like, come to my garage. I got some stuff to give y'all. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so I was like, okay, cool. 
like, let's go. He had some Louis Vuitton stuff. He had some Gucci stuff. I was like, oh, man, it's really about to be a lick. So we go in the garage and kind of find out, like, the stuff was not real. But me and my dad said, we're going to create a website. We're going to be selling up some Louis Vuitton, some Gucci purses, all these other things. And we're going to be the plug. He gave my mom one, too. Yeah, for Christmas. I thought it was like a good, you know, you bought me and my mother-in-law. Yeah. I might as well bless you. It wasn't real. It wasn't real. I know. But, but you had the hustle bug. To me, it was, to me, it was like, you know what? It had a certificate. <laughs> I think that's what makes it that's, worse. That's what got me. It, that had, makes like, it, worse. it had a little certificate. That definitely, that definitely makes it worse. So we were selling for like $220, $250. I mean, it was going. Like my aunt in London, like she got one. There's plenty of people was getting that that Louis. To them, they like they loved it. So I was like, hey, you like the product? We're gonna keep selling it. I got it. Until we figured it out. Like, oh, they printed out the paper and put it in. They literally copied and pasted. But that's what I answered your question. You did answer the question. What about you, Jade? Um, I don't know. I feel like maybe college. Mm. Because I was just over. I know I always wanted to do something fashion-ish, something there. But, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're in college and your parents are paying for it, so it's kind of like, you like, okay. I got to be serious about this. Yeah, I got to get, like, you know, I got to get something that's going to make me some money when I leave up out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I moved down here, that's when I it became more of a reality. Like you can really own a business, mm-hmm. and girl, you can be successful at it. Mm-hmm. But that, of course, came into with experiences and meeting different people, talking to different people, learning different circumstances. So you know, girl, that's you know. Sometimes you gotta step away from your environment. My environment, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have did all of this. Right, right. Okay. What about you? Um, I was a freshman in college and um, I used to watch YouTube videos all the time on how to do makeup when I was in high school because like I wasn't involved in much else like as far as after school activity mm-hmm. so like my after school activity was like you know plugging in the broad ba- or what is it what what, what it DSL, DSL. Inter- yeah and internet just, cord no. right like and nobody be able to call the house phone and I would just uh, be watching YouTube videos it was a girl named Beat Face Honey and I would watch all her videos and I learned how to do makeup and so when I went to college whenever we would go out or whatever I would do my makeup and then like you know I had a friend who had a roommate who was all like I just need you to do my makeup and you know how like when people are, you feel like people just talking like it, like I'm pretty sure like when you get up and get dressed, people are like I need you to style me. Like people say that all the time, but you don't be thinking they serious. I need you to do a graphic for me. Like okay, you, okay, okay, we gonna see. And I wasn't doing it, doing it like that. Like so, her saying that almost intimidated me because I was like, what do you like do make like do like Why your face, you my brushes? Like you gonna come to me? You gonna be in my space? Like uh, um, but. <laughs> but um, she ended up like knocking on my door one day and being like, I need you to put on my eyebrows. And she had a sugar daddy, so she paid me to put <laughs> to just put like just like I'm gonna be very specific. Just her eyebrows. That was it. So she can go to class. You know what? She was and she kept coming. She was and she kept coming. And so was a real one. She had a sugar daddy and everything. <laughs> He would send her lying cash. Um, so, <laughs> you know, the dining books on your, your student card. <laughs> That's sad. 
Shout out to Texas A&M University Commerce. Um, anyway, um, do they deserve a shout out? I don't know because I know some people. <laughs> some people who went to the school and um, they listen to our podcast could probably put two and two together if they were around us at that time. But anyway, um, hopefully it ain't the person. <laughs> If it's you, you're doing great, ma'am. You've you moved did, look, on. You, look, you Life inspired me. You inspired me because she kept on paying me five dollars every single time. She kept on knocking on my dorm room door. So shout out to you. Um, and after that, I was like, people will pay for things they don't know or don't want to do. So after that, I started just thinking about like different jobs that I wanted after college, and like. Yeah, a lot of them were cool, and I felt like I, you know, I could do a lot of them, but nothing felt as fulfilling as creating your own thing, you know. Okay, so I have a question to ask. So, does part of starting your business, the motivation behind it, start from there is no glass ceiling? Like every time you get a paycheck, right? Mm-hmm. There is a number that you expect, right. and you know it back and forth. Right, if but it's the fact that dollar, that number is unpredictable. Right. The fact that with your own business, you can. It's based off of the work you put in. I'd say that I, I've a lot of my personal motivation didn't ever come from like I could be a millionaire. It came from I could do this with my time. Like it came from the availability of time. More so, mm. you know, like just like I can do this and nobody has to tell me that I'm doing this wrong. Or nobody has to like micromanage me and tell me that this is not the way the company does it. Like to be free from that was more um, it was more for me than just like the the possibility of making a lot of money. Okay, so that was your motivation. What yeah. about you, Jay? What was your motivation behind your business? Just wanting to be able to be myself. Yes, one hundred percent. As you know, instructors, educators, we're you know they want you to look a certain way. They want you to come like this, and it's like no, honey, that's not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not me. Mm-hmm. Like the chicken and scrubs and walking through the halls, that's not me. That's mm-hmm. at the point. Mm-hmm. That's not the outside. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to be able to dress how I want to dress and just be able to be myself 100%. So if I want to wear colored hair mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I want to be able to do that and nobody not give a hot dang. Yeah. But of course, in a workplace setting, that's not always mm-hmm. the case. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Definitely never has been the mere motivation of money because, as we all know, you can't take it with you when you die. So, that can never just be your pure motivation. And if that's your only pure motivation, you're going to struggle a long life trying to pursue it. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. So, y'all, I hope you're out there creating those bingeable businesses, creating that great marketing content that is going to deliver to your consumer. All right, y'all, we're going to move on to the relationship side of the pod because. Listen, how are the couples out there doing being quarantined in Rona? I want to know. How are y'all doing? You know, you said for better, for worse, but you didn't say for Rona. So how are y'all doing out there? How are the singles doing? How is it to date during Rona? How How is all of that? I think we could start off with the first question. Like, how is it for you? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, let, I mean, let's start off there. Yeah. How are y'all doing well, during this time? What, what has it how, done how for y'all, pros and cons? Exactly. How are you doing? Well, I mean, we've talked about this in the podcast before. It is almost um, impossible to... Um, why, why are you looking at me like this? Because we're having okay. a conversation. Anyway, it's almost impossible to live with somebody and they not do something to get on your nerves, right? Like, we know this. Anybody, brother, sister, mama, daddy, mama, mama, daughter husband wife like anything like ain't nobody 
You know, now I'm pretty sure some people are having the opportunity to have some very in-depth conversations with their person in the house because it's nothing but time. Um, But when you also are like always like, you know, in the there's going to be little, little bitty things that you're like, okay, all right. I think it's all about patience. It shows what you had in you. Mm -hmm. If you didn't have patience for your significant other... Well, it's going to show that you lack patience in that area. If it shows that you you didn't know how to communicate with your partner, it's going to show mm-hmm. in a time like this because you have nothing but time mm-hmm. to communicate, to see how you interact with one another. And I think it's important to find those loopholes, especially as a married couple or even if it's by yourself, you could be like, dang, like, I do that. Mm-hmm. Do I? Oh, yeah, I sure do. That, yeah. that is me. Yeah, it's an opportunity for self-awareness because I'm not a very, very patient person. I'm, I'm not. I, I just, I, I want the patience that I'm not always willing to give. That's something that I've definitely um, realized about myself just in being married. Um, but how is it dating during Rona, Gwen? Girl, ain't no dating. Yeah, it's been put on the quarantine. Well, I mean, we is on quarantine. I mean, like we is a car date. Is not, no, but we not a phone no date, call, a Facetime no, date, no. not a Facetime date. Okay. maybe a Facetime date. Is there anything that will make you risk it all? Like, you know what? I'm going. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing. No. Okay. But dating during this time, not I guess. Yeah, just dating during this time in general is just different. During Rona or during just this this time, 2020? I mean, this time really, let's just be honest. This time is not really just, I guess, in the dating realm, just exposing a lot for dating people, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I take time, you know, look at some of my situations like, okay, we was talking, uh, we're not talking so much no more, yada, 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 move mm-hmm. on. But I think... Single and dating, I really feel like, and myself included, I hope we're all taking the time to do some self-work. Mm. Because at the time when we do get to come outside, it's like, baby, I'm this off. Like, we out trying mm-hmm. to get snatched up, caught up by mm-hmm. our other. So, are we doing the self-work at home? So, mm-hmm. really, this time, not going to lie, it's really done some greatness in the... Okay, you can go on. I don't want to talk to you no more. Mm-hmm. Like, it's clearing the path. Mm-hmm. It's giving Filtering. Clarity. Yeah, filtering. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all it's doing. It's filtering. It's taking some filters off. Mm-hmm. Exposing some. Right. Some is, is kind of like, oh, I kind of already knew that, but I was still going along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it exposes you to you, but it also exposes you to the situations and things that you entertain mm-hmm. while dating. And trying to pursue a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, I seen um, one young lady, they were like they met on um, Tinder, mm-hmm. but they did um, like a Skype date. And I thought that was really cute. The, I, would, I, would, I thought that was cute. It was the yep. first date. They mm-hmm. can't go out to mm-hmm. actually sit down and go have a dinner. Mm-hmm. But so you, she got real cute, of course, like wasted, you know, like confessional look. Right. And. <laughs> She did, and she and she was on her date. That's like totally something I would be down for. Like, but that's also something you do in a situation of like we're long distance, right? right. You know. But of course now, mm, so long distance dating is that is no, that a go? That, no, that is no. 
So we talked before on the podcast about just non-negotiables, things you're not willing to deal with, um, whether it be the person or the situation. What are some non-negotiables for you? For any of the uh, the single men that may be listening to the pod. You know, I think that's a tough one to really say, like what your non-negotiables are, because I think we all have standard things that we just, well, and I guess that does kind of difference, but I think there are certain standard things that we just all as human beings we just expect from a partner mm. like i don't expect don't put your hands on me right you know, don't be don't be out here cheating on me you right. know just general things that we expect from somebody right. we're supposed to be a partner with non-negotiables i honestly think non-negotiables can vary based on the situation mm-hmm. because a non-negotiable for one situation may not be a not a non-negotiable for another situation based on the person you're with and based on their attitude towards certain things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just about knowing the person you're with. And then in that situation, understanding, okay, yeah, these three things from you are total non-negotiables. Like, we're going to end this situation based on those structures. Hmm. So do you wait till you get to know somebody until you, you kind of count those things out? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, because at the end of the day... We all, everybody always talks about, let's have a fair, let's have a fair shake. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's all get to know each other. But mm-hmm. in the time we get to know each other, that's when everybody falls off. Mm. So how are you getting to know each other if you're not getting to know each other? Mm. Okay. Like getting to know each other is not just the, okay, what's your favorite color? What's my favorite color? Do you like oranges? I like peaches. Mm-hmm. No, that mm-hmm. is not getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. Like, general statements is not getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. So, I guess a good example could be, let's say I was dating Tommy over here, but Tommy got a drinking problem. Mm-hmm. Tommy, you know, he get off work, he likes to have him a couple of drinks, and <laughs> let's say maybe, well, you know what I'm saying, maybe mm-hmm. he's not a bad right. drunk, but that's just what he likes to do, and mm-hmm. then sometimes it can. Mm-hmm. But then, let's say I'm dating Timmy over here, and Timmy got a gambling issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. based on the person... Well, I like to have a drink at a time, so maybe Tommy having drinks is not going to be a non-negotiable factor, whereas for somebody else who doesn't have drinks, that Mm -hmm. might be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whereas, I'm not a big gambler, Mm -hmm. and you over here gambling away our money, money, life savings, Mm -hmm. that might be non-negotiable for me with that person. Mm -hmm. So, I think it's just allowing yourself to get to know somebody. And I have to tell that to myself included because I'm not an easy one to do all that with either. Mm -hmm. I know I can be very stubborn. So being open to getting to know somebody can allow you to figure out what your non-negotiables are. Right. That's true. I feel like now this is a real question for relationships, whether married, engaged, single, and looking, whatever the case may be. How many times do we overlook certain things mm. for the sake of oh that's a good question say, mm. how like to I, avoid an, an argument or to avoid or just in general how many times especially in your relationship it's a really good question i like that do you do you really just do certain things for the sake of for the sake of like you said lesser of an argument to keep peace in the home mm. and i feel like if you're already married, that word is called compromise. Mm, okay. If you're in a relationship, 
that word is kind of like we're dating, but we're going to see. Because, you know, usually dating before most people nowadays, they're already living together at least a couple months before they get married. Mm-hmm. Right. And which in hindsight, I know. No, forgive me. I know you know the elder say no shacking up before we can marriage. touch on that, but it's the truth. We, we can help. We that. can definitely we, touch we, on we've that. We've done it for thirteen days. Or so <laughs> no, we we shack for seven days. Seven days. We shack for seven. But not days. even just that. Like I okay. So if any of y'all, you know, they were talking about my six hundred pound life. I'm gonna drop y'all another shameless plug. If you guys are into reality love coupleish things, um. 90 Day Fiance has really been my show lately and has like three <laughs> spinoffs, so it's really wonderful. Mm-hmm. But in this current season that I'm watching, um, this one lady, she comes from a prominent family in uh, China. She comes over here. The husband or the soon-to-be husband is not really, yeah, financially, he's kind of in the hole. He's not doing too hot. But she kind of comes over, and some part of me, I had to really pay attention more to her. Because at first, I was kind of with her, like, yeah, the daughter tripping. She really do need to clean up by her, behind herself. But long story short, these people are spending, they're meet, usually meeting online. Mm-hmm. So that means for months of this relationship from the start, they're not in the same room. Mm-hmm. They're not even in each... They have no idea how yeah. to live with one another. No no idea. And then you have different cultures. So then that also adds to the stress mm-hmm. of blending. Mm-hmm. So, but what do you do for the sake of? Mm, okay. For the sake of. Like this man in particular, some people, they're willing to strain their relationships with their kids based on a significant other depending on the situation they are willing to so what are you willing to risk for the relationship call it a risk call or it a compromise whatever um for I, different stages in the relationship i feel like it's different thing it's called different things that's why i say a marriage is called compromise and i feel like in a relationship setting it's not just compromise it's more so of like a tug and see we're gonna see and then I feel like when you're single, it's more so of a looking in mm-hmm. on, do you really want to be married? Sometimes mm-hmm. I ain't going for it. You mm-hmm. know, I love the thought of love and, mm-hmm. you know, having a partner. But sometimes I be like, oh, that whole living together, that whole mm-hmm. coming together. What if you're not as clean as me? Mm-hmm. What if you don't understand that sometimes I like my space and I want you to go sit in another room? I just mm-hmm. like knowing that you're in the house. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> what? Like you know what I'm saying? Right. Those are just Those certain are g- genuine yeah, questions. questions. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, and let's say... Uh, let's say sex is a big deal for one partner, not for the other. Oh, that's a good way. Okay. Let's, let's okay. say being financially fiscal is a big thing for one, but not the other. Mm. Uh, what if health and health is not, maybe one is like, hey, I'm going to eat up everything that I can in my sight, while right. the other one is Goes like, I'm a health gym. nut. And right. I, and I go to the gym. Right. When you combine so many lives mm-hmm. <laughs> when you mesh lives but i think that's the that's the good that's the wonderful thing of discovering um and growing together in marriage is that you get to really not even like peek into somebody's life like they that you are part of their life mm-hmm. you are literally dropped in their life and you get to see like oh you do this 
oh, I do this. I didn't even know I did that, but mm-hmm. thank you for letting me know. And you build a rapport with one another of, hey, I would appreciate if you don't do that because it makes me feel like this. Then I can better understand because there's some things that I came in with that Patrice was like, why do you do that? I also think that like marriage exposes or just relations that just being with somebody and just just being all in, um, it exposes a lot of you. Like it exposes a whole lot of you. And so you end up having uncomfortable conversations that you've never had with anybody. And then it's with this person and you love them and it's a safe place. But like sometimes my struggle has been like, I've never heard myself say this. So I'm not going to say this to you. This is just too much. So like the differences that are had, it like creates the, the opportunity for communication. And if you're not used to communicating, if it's always like, then I'm frustrated to be in a relationship, period. Yeah, no, for real. If you cannot communicate and if you do not understand what it takes to communicate, whether in anger and happiness, it doesn't matter. You will not, you won't even be able to live with nobody. But communication like, is different for everybody too. Everybody sees it differently. We can all see it differently. Don't matter. Mm-hmm. It can be physical, it can be mental. Whatever way you relate, whatever way you communicate, it still has to happen. No, it definitely has to that, happen. That's the problem. And that is a non-negotiable. That yeah, Now, for me, that is a straight non-negotiable. I wouldn't mm-hmm. care who you are, mm-hmm. what you look like. Mm-hmm. If you don't even know how to simply articulate yourself, and we all struggle, but again... Communication is key. Mm-hmm. We can't communicate. We we can't be together. We mm-hmm. can't function. Because mm-hmm. I can't function like that. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the people. I have to talk about it. Like, 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 let's talk about it. Let's get it. Let's get it all nipped in. Let's get nipped in the bud. And let's get back to our regular schedule prom- mm-hmm. programming. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's something that's tension. Mm-hmm. If it's something that's causing a rift and it's calling tension, we need to communicate about that now. Mm-hmm. Like that whole let's hold on to it, let's sleep on. It. I'm gonna be mad for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. You fooling with me? You are gonna be real mad because mm-hmm. uh, by the time you bring it up, I'm gonna look at you like you waited three and four days. Like I, I, I don't know what you want me to do with that now. Mm-hmm. That's old information to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad sometimes with my responses like that, but at the same time, it's like. So what happens when if you married somebody who has a processing time? If they like, you may want to talk about it right on, then and there. On, baby. But but see that, <laughs> but it's a give in a take though. It's a give in, it's a take. But like, what if? And maybe it's not a three or four day thing. Well, no, 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 no. Hold on, no, you're right though. What what if I do have a partner who has a processing time? Okay, you have a processing time, so that means you're going to sleep angry at me. No, maybe it's not a go to sleep. Maybe it's a let me go play basketball real quick, and I'm gonna come back, and then can we talk? Yeah, that's fine. I'm all for that. Cause that, cause that's better than us saying something out of anger that but we can't take. That's it. still communication from his end. That I, we will pick that, this up later. That I'm not ignoring you. I heard what you said. I have a plan of action mm-hmm. with my emotion, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna do this before we even get to that because I know that if I come at you while I'm angry, mm-hmm. there's nothing good's gonna come out of that. That's acceptable, but is it functional for you? It to say to say that like as soon as the bullet is hit like you want to talk about like we're going to talk about the impact of it for you but like if he's like well it's going to take me a minute like some people struggle with the articulation of how they're feeling some people struggle with the pride of how they're feeling and it's like am I really hurt am I really affected by this like you know and they don't want to say that they don't want to admit that so with the processing time how would you what would you respond to with that 
It goes back to the original question. What you willing to do for the sake of? Mm-hmm. For that person, if I love them like I claim, am I willing to sit up there and hold my tongue mm-hmm. for a couple hours? Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's really the ultimate question. Am mm-hmm. I going to be able to hold my combativeness mm-hmm. long enough to be able to have a durable conversation that leads to a real mm-hmm. re- resolution? Right. Well, that goes back to the keyword submission. You know, yeah. I think... Submission is something that it's it's more of an attitude of like it is of it you is. know what I could say this, mm-hmm. but since I have so much respect for what we have first mm-hmm. and also for you, I'm not gonna go there. Right, and I th- right. I know for me that's something I had to learn because when I first and I guess this this could probably flow over to the to the spiritual aspect of it too. Because when you're young and you're growing up and you think of submission and you hear submission, we're nowadays submission is taught is brought with such a demeaning yes and a harshness yeah. yeah behind it. It's not and until you really dive into your word and somebody explains it to you, yeah. your your thought of submission is just like. Oh, no, I know. you know, yeah. like Muslim, ain't no man telling me just what to do. Right. And I ain't about to roll over and play dead for no man. And right. da, 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 right. You know, it's always a lot. Right. And I remember, I remember one time me and my sister literally got into a full debate because she was like, I'm not doing that. Like, that's no submission. No, I'm not doing that. Like, no, ain't no man just telling me what to do. And I remember trying to explain it to her. And then I had to remember, you know what? I was you. I was like that. And it mm-hmm. took somebody who who was married and and, and older mm-hmm. to fully just say like no baby it's really just an attitude mm-hmm. and that was Minister Alicia mm-hmm. she was just like it's just in your attitude like she said you know how many times I don't want to do certain things but it's my attitude mm-hmm. it goes back to that old saying will you still do the same things that you said you would do when you were happy when you mad. Mm-hmm. That's all that that is. Hmm, if good. I if I cuss you out five minutes from now, <laughs> right. I call you everything in the book under the sun, but you fix your mouth to ask me something to eat, and I told you till death do you part, and mm-hmm. I'm going to feed you and take care of you mm-hmm. and all these things, and now I'm going to turn away on my mission because I'm mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes back That's to it's a, it's a daily process that... Anything you sign up for yourself long term, don't expect it to be like a straight beeline to, oh, it's happiness and it's sunshine and it's it's great. It's it's supposed to be challenging because you're learning about each other. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that's the greatest thing that you can have is that every day you're getting to know somebody on a deeper level, whether you know it or not. Mm. Let's let's touch on shacking. Let's touch on that because I feel like we've touched on it a little bit in previous podcasts, but we never like fully unfolded. Also, oh, you shaking up like the old folks say, shaking up. But <laughs> it was our wedding day, and or it was about to be our wedding day, and we had signed our lease, and they gave us the keys. So and I wasn't about to go home. Remember. So we was like, uh, I mean, we finna move in because we're not gonna let this just be empty like this. Mm-hmm. So we moved in, and before you know it, I mean, we was. We was living the married life, but it was not the same. Like, Mm -hmm. it didn't feel right because it felt like we were cheating the system in a way. Mm -hmm. Even though it was like seven days, it felt like I didn't even learn anything new about how we live with each other because I was on my best behavior. Mm 
you know? <laughs> so I'm like tiptoeing, like, oh, okay, I really wash the dishes. No, I don't. I really do. <laughs> I, I really do the laundry. No, I don't. But I'm putting the best, like it was a foot forward for them seven days. Right. It was until like week three, and she's like, oh my goodness, this is who I'm living with? No, that's not, that's not it. I didn't, I didn't feel like that. You didn't feel like that? I thought I was bad, like, as far as, like, my habits, leaving my clothes on the floor. Like, no, now looking back at I myself, I, remember that. I can say that, okay, she got the full experience of a 24-hour tweet. Mm. Not just, oh, 12 hours, I got dressed up, I got a nice cut for you, and I'm just being my best. I think a lot of people, um, I think shacking, sh- okay, we're going to, living together prior to marriage, because I, shacking is... Shacking. Yeah. Well, it's shacking, but I'm I'm like girl shacking, shacking, shacking the fool. That's it. That's it. That's it. There's nothing else to call it. Right, but I think that the fear of um, the fear of waiting until marriage to to live together is just like the element of surprise. Like nobody wants to be surprised by who they're staying with. It's you know what that's like. Never mind. I'm gonna keep that. No, say it. Not because it's inappropriate. Is it like test driving? Yeah, pretty much. It's just yeah. it's just like marrying a virgin and then hoping that when you get it, it's like when you get her, you like, dang, I know she's going to be able to do all these things and she can't because mm. she don't know nothing. So let's talk about that since we're already there. I think I, I, we're going to go with it. I, I, think, I think that that perception comes from a place of like our own way of trying to figure out how things are going to work because... And will we be satisfied? And we will be satisfied with what we get. Mm-hmm. Not that, you know, marriage, the original way it was meant is for two people who are not involved to actually receive the gift together. Mm-hmm. But what we've done with the world is like, man, we <laughs> we finna put it on clutch. We finna drive a little bit, <laughs> go around the corner, park it, <laughs> drive again, put it on neutral, reverse, and come back around and be like, well, okay. I for a couple years and Right. Not driving for a company. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like seriously, yeah, this is yeah. what happens in the world. So like when it comes time to marriage, it's like you're expecting what you've experienced out there to be what you're experiencing in marriage. Now you gotta like, okay, you don't do this, you do this. Right. Like you're it's like we still got our checklist. But we're married now and I feel like our checklist should be put away because you signed up for what you signed up for. What you got is what you got. So, but you also got to also take into the fact that nowadays we glorify these long term situations. Chrissy and, um, uh, what's his name? Chrissy and I think they finally got married, did they? What's his no. name? Jim Jones, Chrissy and Jim Jones. But I, I feel like that's that's you know, not everybody's meant to be married. How about that? I really do believe that. I believe that marriage is not for everybody, especially if they know that they're toxic for each other. But that should be the goal. Like, I love when people are like, my goal in a relationship is to get married. And both yes. of y'all agree. Hmm. Yes. Like, if we're, if that's not for me, and that's why, you know, Rona, hey. Rona! Because it's like, for me now, that's, that's my end goal. Like, if we're going to be together, what is the end goal here? Because mm-hmm. if that's not the end goal, you're wasting my time, I'm mm-hmm. wasting your time, and mm-hmm. we could go on and move on and shook on and you know, do what we're going to do. Right. It don't have to be no thing. Right. But this... Everybody wants to live in this gray area, and I just can't live with them. Mm-hmm. Sorry. 
Mm. It, no matter what it is, we always want a gray area. We always want a fluff area where we feel like we can inch up, but mm. we don't take the full mile, but mm-hmm. we take a couple inches and then mm-hmm. we keep taking a couple more inches. Mm-hmm. When in relationships with people, I just feel like you can't have a gray area. Either you're in, you're out, what That's are we it. doing? It's either right. hot or cold. Right. Yeah, okay. What God tell you is it's black or white. You right. don't get a gray area with him, so why do you think you should be able to get a gray area with me? True, true. That's right. Yeah, I think it's important. I, I think that um, going back on the whole test driving thing, I think men, I'll speak for men, men have it backwards to where it's like, well, I don't know what this, I don't know what if I could sign up long term if this ain't going to be good, like if, if, if sex with this person is not going to be good, but I feel like the world just tarnishes it so much that, um, go ahead. Ooh, no, go ahead. No, go, go, go ahead, Jay. No, cause I was really going to say, you know what? And that's, that's just really a revelation. It's not that the world has tarnished it. We've lost, which is the key thing. And you said it best patience. We've lost patience because mm. The problem with people is we do not have the patience to teach our partner how to love us the proper way. We feel we want everything prepackaged. Me and my friend, my pudding, I love her. But we used to always talk about that. Everybody mm-hmm. wants everything prepackaged. We want it hot and ready and ready to go. Mm-hmm. We don't want to have to do no work with it. Mm-hmm. That's also the same thing there with your intimacy. Some people don't understand that Intimacy and sex is two different things. Right. Some people don't understand and they don't grasp it. So sometimes they only focus on the latter because they didn't learn the other. Mm-hmm. If you're one person who cares about intimacy over the sex, then you need to teach your partner. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have the patience to teach your partner, then you get frustrated, you get upset, and then what happens? And also, I believe it's in teaching one another. Like when under covenant, like it's it's different. Like I just mm-hmm. I just remember yeah. Like just um, having a conversation with somebody and they just being like, "Yeah, it's different." Like it, I, I don't get like it's different, <laughs> and it is sex while well, married is a hundred percent different. It's a hundred percent guilt free. Like even if you I are, I just feel like it's very raw and unfiltered. Yeah, like you and can bust it down before church and not even feel like you know. I said that before, but you know what I'm saying. Like you, you know, Pearl has probably done that before. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> plenty of sermons. Hey, hey. <laughs> I appreciate you. Oh, okay. But you know what I mean? Blessed like who, who says that you have to just be the teacher? Like who says that you are the expert here? Right. Cuz cuz it's about being one, so it's like They may put you on to something right. you didn't so, know, you yeah. know? It's all about like elevating and just like you shouldn't always stay at the same stratosphere as you you're growing with one another. You're like, "Nah, man, I got I got a secret move." And, and, you ain't <laughs> yeah, I got I got something in the in the chamber. <laughs> yeah. And y'all learn new things together. Right. That, essentially. Right. And, and I, I think your comfort level is just different in marriage. Like I like I'm truly excited to be married. Like I cannot wait for married sex. Look, we can't wait for you to well, not not married no, sex. Like, we can't wait for you to be married either. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait for that part of it. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna be No, I, I'm yeah. I'm here for it. I'm I'm, I'm ready for the gift. raw and unfiltered. It's yeah. a gift from God. But one thing you mentioned was that was really good is like the exposure that we get prematurely to things that make us feel like we're experts in it or make us feel like we know. Mm-hmm. Like I remember being in like elementary school and like 
girls were talking about sex. But like, I can imagine now what the kids in elementary school now are doing, let alone talking about. And then in middle school, people bringing condoms to school. And in high school, people just talking about where they dipped off to the weekend. And I'm like, now, who, how you do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't do that. Like, I couldn't do that. Like, I didn't even have a car. And it was, my parents were smart. It was probably just for that reason alone, not to just get caught up and be somewhere you ain't supposed to be. D-Rob, but got it on hold. <laughs> right. So, Trust and believe. So, just the exposure. But that, that was minimal exposure compared to what these kids are going through. Now, these kids have so many experiences, like, both, like, you know, just, just, I guess um, consensual and unconsensual probably because I believe that if you were probably exposed just that early as a kid, like it's not natural for you to have those, you know what I'm saying? Like as a kid, kid, like four or five years old, like six years old, it's not natural for you to feel like to get aroused, I don't believe. So just to the things we get exposed to frame how we see sex and therefore if something don't look right, smell right, this right, that right, Whatever, the minute you come across somebody that you care about, you start feeling like, oh, no, this is about to be a minus instead of a plus because everything else I've been exposed to, um, it doesn't measure up. And and I think that's one of the key things that people focus on when they're like either dating or looking for somebody who they're going to be with for the rest of their lives is just that. Okay, like what are the checks? What are the checks that I'm going to be taking off on my note list of the things that you meet? And. When it comes to uh, a husband or a wife, there's so much to it than just the sex because mm-hmm. there you can miss so many different things or red flags about somebody in pursuit of what they can do mm-hmm. or, or what they can't do mm-hmm. and miss out all the different things that God has placed before you. And like, nah, this is your husband or this is your wife mm-hmm. and you busy just, nah, it can't be. Mm-hmm. Now that's it. No, you're right. And not even what they can't do, what they just don't know that you want. Right. Like like Jay said, just just communication. The things you end up having to like detail and write out with with the person that you share your space and your time with um, is different. It's it's much more different than I like chicken over fish. It's like I would like this chicken breaded with panko breadcrumbs and Parmesan as opposed to just flour. Like you got to be very specific because that is exactly what you want. I love that. I I really do think that as I've grown to know you, Patrice, and us growing together in our relationship, like some of the greatest conversations came from the most uncomfortable places. Mm -hmm. And it was more of a the vulnerability that we had in that challenging place when it was like, oh, man, I don't understand why you think like this or I don't understand why you do this. Mm -hmm. The fact that there was communication even in the frustration of I don't know why you do you're doing these things it helps that person put themselves in in the other person's shoe mm-hmm. so that they could be like oh, okay she prefers for me to put the dishes on the left not the right because when she gets up and get and puts it back on the cupboard she picks it up from a certain area so mm-hmm. I understand yeah I appreciate you brother I appreciate you too look yes. at you yes. being so nice uh. oh it's gone. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so on to the second part. So we're going to talk about faith. Um, and a couple of questions we're having is like everybody's having church live mm-hmm. because obviously we can't have church at church. Um, and my question to everybody is, do you get the same effect? No. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the word, but it's like 
Like just being able to be in the house. I think that's what I miss. Not necessarily that the word is not necessarily being delivered. Mm. But that it's like, it's something about also just being in the house. I do. I miss the fellowship. I miss the fellowship for sure. I miss um, just just being um, just in the presence of, of other members. But I think that like when I've struggled with watching lives or what, listening to audios or whatever, um, it, it created a bigger challenge for me to say, okay, like let's set the atmosphere in this house. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's set the altar right here. Like to, to make this, this our church home for right now, since this is where we at. Like, right. I think that is what it sparked in me. Like, okay, like let's, okay. It's, it's not doing what we usually, okay, let's, let's go ahead and, and take it. There. Yeah. How do we get past the, okay, I'm not at church. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm at home and I may be washing the dishes and listening to Pastor Calvin, which by the way, please tune in every Wednesday mm-hmm. and Sunday. Right. Because right. Awesome. the word is awesome. It, potent. It's potent. Superb. Straight from the throne room. Pacific. Yes. Pacific. It is extremely Pacific. Pacific. Yes. Um, but Pastor Calvin don't get us. <laughs> but I just love the fact that we're able to still have the, the the chance to even still have church when some churches don't have the option to go live mm-hmm. is a blessing. Mm-hmm. So I'm just thankful that we even have that option. Um, what I what I am seeing is that it's challenging people to get to know <clears throat> God for themselves. Mm. Like, and in the end, that's what it's always been right. about. Yeah, you're what the what the elders used to always tell us. When I go to heaven, he ain't gonna ask me about you. Right. He gonna ask me about me. Right. He right. gonna ask me about what did I do uh-huh. with my time here. Uh-huh. So I do hope that people are taking this time, myself included. I do hope everyone is taking this time to be in their prayer closets, to be interceding, to be praying, to be in your word, to be just immersed. Right. As couples, I hope couples are taking this time to pray together. Mm-hmm. To pray together on a more deeper and intimate level now mm-hmm. that you have the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope everybody is is really seeing what God is doing. Right. It's almost right. like a purge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what it feels like. It's, it's yeah. like a detox. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. de- he's detoxing and of course some of some people are being very, very much so affected. They are losing loved ones and it yes. hurts. Yes. I don't want that for anybody. Right. Can't see their loved ones in exactly. the nursing homes or anything, or people are pregnant and, and giving birth and nobody can come and see them or anything. Having to sit there by yourself. Yeah. It's, but it's also a detox because he needs us to rid some of these toxins that we've taken on just mm-hmm. involving ourselves so heavily in the world. Yeah, that part. I think it's not necessarily a detox and where some people was like, well, you know, it's, it's death and, you know, God is just, he's snatching people up. Well, he's always going to snatch people up. People yeah. die every, be people every day. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. We, uh-huh. it's thousands and thousands of deaths every single day. Not to take away from anybody's life who have been lost in this situation. Right. But there are deaths every single day. God is asking us to detox the world. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I don't want us to always be busy doing something and not and lose the sight of God. So that's what I've been loving about this time is that the focus could get off of the, 
you know, I got to go to work. That's why I don't read my Bible. I got I got to got to do this. That's why I don't pray. I got to do now. It's like God is saying, what do you really actually you are facing you? Yeah, this time. And and even when we were talking earlier and I was mentioning like lacking patience, um, I'm, I'm facing that in this time. Like also, if you're out there and. Um, maybe didn't have a church home before whatever the case was like the enemy is so subtle but then he also like tries the big dog and he's bold and he come in like stomping like sometimes he tiptoes sometimes he stomp and (laughs) and sometimes he tries to come into your life with microaggressions and sometimes he comes in and he breaks in the window and make sure that you have the tools in place to make sure that you can you can realign yourself with christ in those moments because even your, your strong christian friends even this or that, like the, the people that you think like, oh, they good. They always good. Like, no, everybody can is is susceptible to being under attacked. You know, you know, like they we all nobody's exempt from being tested. Right. Nobody's exempt from being challenged or tried. Um, and so like even a moment I had last week where like the enemy, like it was just my mind, like my mind just wandering, just going into like just a funnel of thoughts um, and just having to realign myself, like make sure um, find a quiet place. It's, this is a quiet. Everything is still right now. Like nobody is in a rush to go anywhere because there is literally nowhere to go. Like find a place that's still and go set the atmosphere, turn on your worship music, start off by thanking God and then just go into prayer with God. So start off by thanking him because you're still alive. Like the fact that you're able to thank him is proof that you are still alive. Right. And, you know, you always heard that saying, saying an idle mind is a devil's workshop. Yes. Um, yes. Me and you were talking about, it's like, why are you always trying to always keep busy? I know that the enemy is out to attack. I know he's seeking to devour those who are susceptible to his tricks, to his ways. So if I'm not in the word, if I'm not working on the business and the things that God has given me, then I'm giving him an opportunity to catch me lacking. And a lot of people are getting caught in this moment where it's like, I have nothing else to do. Therefore, I'm going to dive deep into what I've already been doing that's going to cause me to sin even more. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are using that time instead of being um, good stewards unto the Lord by learning more of him and, and praying and, and, and studying his word is like, well, I have time to think. Thinking sometimes could be the problem. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking so much mm-hmm. that I'm not doing a lot of things, you know, like you have to take it from thought to action. Right. It's a good time to learn stewardship. I think that's something that's like been super big, you know, whether it's stewardship of your body, stewardship of your household, stewardship of the people you love and just taking care of them and just doing wellness checks, seeing how everybody doing. Because I'm telling you, like sitting alone, eat, the introverts need people like I'm an introvert. Like I, I can sit I can sit in the house. Believe you me, I can sit in this house. But like, you know, we need people. We need to communicate. We need to fellowship with people. Um, it's hard out here for everybody. So definitely take care of yourself. Um, do a mental check. See where you are. Um, and praise God every every chance you get because you are still here. Oh, yes. You are still here, man. Yes, and still present. Still <laughs> Still thriving, still getting another day to get it right. Right. If you were able to complain about <clears throat> Rona, <laughs> you you are doing better than a lot of other people, you know. So and for all y'all folks talking about um twenty twenty, take me out, cancel it, baby. Be careful what you ask for, because mm-hmm. a lot of y'all ain't mm-hmm. ready for him to return. Because baby, if he was to return tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, he said even baby, I don't even know if I'm gonna make it through them gates. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, we need time. So, Lord, please 
give us some time. All y'all talking about, oh, I'm waiting on God. Like, God return. Come get us now. It's ghetto down here. Well, baby, some of y'all not going to make it. Yeah. Right. And I'm not just saying that to be rude or to be mean. I'm myself included. I have to get it right, too. I have things that I need to work on, that I need to practice, that I need to build better habits in my relationship with God. It's Mm -hmm. not just anybody else but what y'all are not valuing and what we have been saying throughout this podcast is nobody is valuing patience y'all better value god's patience over us right now because mm-hmm. one day is a thousand years to him mm-hmm. amen he, he's it. already this mm-hmm. little situation we going through he's already went through it played it out mm-hmm. done read it down and then sent that paper and that, that little <laughs> piece of paper on on the where it's gonna go <laughs> mm-hmm. because when we talk about the things that we don't have it's not that we can't achieve it it's already in you, one, but you're choosing not to apply it. So if it's patience, have you prayed about it? Mm-hmm. Have you put a provision on it? Has it? Now, Tweety, you know they ain't did that. <laughs> you know they ain't did that. But that's the first step that you do. I mean, I'm talking about myself. Maybe patience is not my thing. I'm, I think that I'm pretty good in that area. Mm-hmm. I can be a patient person. Mm-hmm. But mine could be pride. Like, you know, it could be like, you know, every time a big T come out and I start talking all kind of nonsense, (laughs) you know, it happens. Oh, it does. But it it happens. It goes there. It does go there. But let me tell you about the different provisions that I can put in front of that is that, you know what? God needs to get all the glory. Every time that I feel like I'm rising above him, I always put myself in the humble place of like, Lord, you gave me the opportunity to have this intellect or have these wise words to say it's not coming from tweet it's coming mm, from you mm. so sometimes we, we can't get ahead of him and try to get all the little you know hey you did good job no the yeah the the applauses don't matter anymore to me mm-hmm. as i'm growing in that area mm. i'm not saying that i have an issue with pride i'm saying that it's behind me already mm. so when we say that you know i'm still working on it you're not you're just say the truth you're not mm-hmm. you're just wanting to for it to sound good mm-hmm. It's better to say, you know you're what? Either over, you're either overcoming it or you're still sitting in it. Right. Because if you're wrestling with it and you're saying like, oh, I'm dealing with pride. Like, no, pride is dealing with you. <laughs> because you it's have... To- you around. I mean, I, and I mean, it's not saying that there's, there, there's always progress. Yeah, but what course, I want to say, you course, should always say these things over yourself. Right, right. So that you can overcome the thing and not succumb to it. Mm-hmm. So an alcoholic shouldn't go around saying, I'm an alcoholic, mm-hmm. if they're actually trying to get progress in that area. Mm-hmm. If everybody's constantly reminding you, alcoholic, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, mm-hmm. is that what I am? Okay, I'm going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. But when there's like, I've been seven days sober. Mm-hmm. But also, that comes into the key factor of. If you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. True. And it says that many will perish just simply for lack of knowledge. Absolutely. And it's lack of knowledge by choice. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. we choose not to know because ignorance, when you're ignorant, you can be like, oh, yes, I didn't know. And you can say it with so much confidence and you feel so good because you can say, <laughs> Ooh, I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, it, because you don't feel so bad. If you do something, right. if something wasn't taught to you or something yeah. wasn't just instilled in you, you can say, I don't know. And I didn't know. You got to pass. Yeah. yeah. I, can, I can say it's not going to affect you like that because the I don't know. Oh, come on. But when you know better, you can't get away with I don't know. Mm-hmm. When you know better, yeah. you have to own up to that know better. When yes. you come make on. that mistake, you yes. have to own it. Yes. 
So for people, it's much easier for us to walk around and say we don't know something because once we know it, then we we have to make that real that that it's that moment of free will. Yeah. Are you gonna make the right decision mm-hmm. with now with what you know, or are you gonna stick to what you've been doing mm-hmm. even still and now what you know? Preaching mm-hmm. good. Come on, come on. That's so good. for people. And in that, that goes back to clarify what I said. They weren't. It's not that they're not doing it. Oh, right. I'm pretty sure everybody at home doing some self clarifying, some right. self cleansing, affirmation. Yes, right. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they at home telling themselves whatever they need to tell themselves to feel better about themselves. That only works for so long. Mm-hmm. If you're not acknowledging the areas where you have to do better and all you're doing is singing yourself praises for the areas that you've already mastered in your do better, mm-hmm. then what are you doing? Right. Oh, Where's the room for improvement? Child. And we were talking We were talking earlier, me and Patrice, about just like when we take like what this situation, what Rona is teaching folks is that you don't have any control. Mm-hmm. Not over yourself, not over the job, not over anything. That God truly has all the control. Everybody been sat down. Mm-hmm. So if we know that God has all the control, why are you busy trying to play him? Mm. Come on. And a lot of people are still like, well, I'm going to plan this vacation. I'm like, you didn't even know this was coming. Mm-hmm. And you, you you got all these ducks in a row instead of con- talking to God and saying, God, what's next? Mm. Come on. What should I do? Mm. How should I get my house ready? As for me and my house, mm-hmm. we're going to do what? Mm-hmm. But people are just like using this time to kind of like lounge away. And I'm just kind of like, this is kind of like, you know, a red light. If, if you're in a red light, this is what that looks like. Right. And you're trying to just keep going. I'm like, no, you got to stop now. God is saying something. Right. Listen. Mm-hmm. But you also have to take a look at it from the believer perspective and understand he's also showing the double mindedness. Mm. And so many believers. Mm. How many people have you, how many people do you see sit up there? God is so good. He's done so many great things in my life. But then you go look, it's just like Pastor Calvin always tells us about lifestyle. Mm -hmm. What is your lifestyle saying? Mm -hmm. And, you know, just our our good folks. Like, it's it's just exposing the double-mindedness. It Mm -hmm. exposes where people are sitting. Right. In the, in the end of it all, it's going to just show you where you stand. Where are you standing in all of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where's your faith? Where's that hope? Where's yeah. that patience? Mm-hmm. of little faith. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it talks about the if you can have the if you can have the faith of a mustard seed. Like it, that's really small, but right now people don't even have that. Mm-hmm. Because their faith is in man. And once you turn over and put your faith in man, You've already lost the battle because, honey, man is fickle. Their mm-hmm. hearts is fickle. Mm-hmm. Right? It already says the, the heart of a woman will sway. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. you put a, a man in power and mm-hmm. he's already told you in the word that there will be kings and people in power mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. others mm-hmm. who will not, not know. Yeah. Who will claim to know God, but yeah. will not will not always do the right thing when it comes to God's people. Right. I think that's a better that's good. That's a better one on that one. Good, good stuff. I feel like we That's all good. preached a sermon together. This is good. Amen. This is good. See Pastor Calvin? Yeah. See, we... Pastor Calvin First Lady Shanae, y'all need to be, hey, we're here, we're here, we're listening. We're listening. Right. We're, we're learning. learning. And, and we're, we're learning. applying. Yes. And applying. So, let's go ahead and apply all that to the ad tech section of the podcast. 
call it ad tax because it's already valuable, but we just going to add a little bit more, make you pay a little bit more, make you pay your taxes right here. All right, so um, each of us are going to just share some words of wisdom, some free game, something that we just kind of came up on or been just, you know, been shaking up in, whatever we have to offer you. So who want to go first? You can go ahead. Um, go ahead. Come on, Gwenda. Yes, yeah. I win. The lovely. B. <laughs> Don't forget B. B. You know what, guys? I know in this time, everybody's like really sitting at home to some to some degree twiddling their thumbs. To some. Yes. Not all. Some yes. of us are really out here hitting the grind. I really want people to take this time. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're just, if you work a basic nine to five, because, hey, we all do. Right. Um, if you're just at home with your kids, like whatever the case may be, don't don't lose your hustle in this time. Really take this time to figure things out, sort things out, whether it be personal, business, spiritual, health. Mm-hmm. Take this time to really get yourself back in alignment. Right. Get your house in order. Right. Get your get your affairs in order. We always complain about how we just don't have enough time. We don't have enough time. We so busy. We so busy. This mm-hmm. this 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 and that. Right now, you are really seeing how much time you really just don't... Baby, you're really not that busy. Right. I'm not that busy. You right. guys are not that busy. Right. We love to believe we're busy because we go to work and we come home. And in reality, that that's just a normal day. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> you're right. supposed to like, do it. You know what I mean? No applause. There's no need yeah, for that. Yeah, like, and you know, I really want us to get to a space where we don't need everybody's applause. Mm. Take some time to get away from social media. Enjoy yes. the outdoors. Yes. Work on that passion. Yes. Do something, anything. That's but good. don't don't lose your drive for the hustle of whatever it is that you're expiring, whether it's to be closer to your family, if it's to be closer to God, whatever you're expiring to aspiring to do in this time, take the time to do it. Right. We have nothing but time for anybody to tell you they don't have time for anything at this, at this current point in time, unless they are an essential employee, <laughs> baby, you, you, you have time. Mm-hmm. Let's get things sorted out. Let's 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 come out of this stronger than what we went in. Yeah. So many people went into this situation questioning life, questioning things, uncertain. Don't come out of this uncertain. Don't come mm. out of this questioning things. Don't come out of this not having clarity about mm. situations in your life that you've been praying to God for. Mm. Don't come out of this and don't have no answers. Mm-hmm. That makes and baby, if you tell me you ain't got no answers, you might want to go talk to somebody else because I ain't going to give you about a lick of my time. Because mm-hmm. we all should come out with some answers. Mm-hmm. We all should come out with mm-hmm. with something from this. Mm-hmm. And if you don't come out with nothing, baby, I'm really questioning what you was doing with your time. Oh, that's good. That's good. Tweety? Uh, my ad task is going to come from Psalms 34. And six, and it says, The poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him from all his troubles. Angel, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him with awe-inspired reverence and worship him with obedience. And he rescues each of them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord our God is good. How blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man who takes refuge in him. So, 
Above all things, always take refuge in God, especially in a time like this. Don't take refuge into your own mindset, into your own thoughts, Mm -hmm. into the world and what the government is saying and what check you're going to get and Mm -hmm. what check you're not going to get, what bill you're going to miss, and all the worrying that everybody is putting in front of you. But I know the God that I serve, he will always provide. And a lot of people are so quick to hit that panic button that it causes more panic than it should. Mm -hmm. So sitting in that quiet place and in your head first and in your heart, knowing that God has this in control, that he knew about Corona 2000 years ago (laughs) before it came. And he knows about the cure to it. He knows about your death. He knows about everything that's about to happen. So don't find it strange that all these things are happening. Trust God. And my other ad task tax is going to be there's zero dollar investments that you can make today, starting from listening to this podcast or learning a new skill that you can apply. Um, Last year. I sat down with my good friend, Marcus. Shout out to Heroes Design Studios. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I was sitting there with him and he was teaching me how to do logos. And I was like, I don't need to do all this, Marcus. And he was like, man, just try it. And it took me a long time to learn how to do design and to do different things. But I'm glad that I took the opportunity to learn something for free mm-hmm. that I can be able to apply and use to earn a living, to use to assist others and to build uh, renown with, you know. So it's always understanding, even in collaboration, that there's so much you can learn from somebody else and never feeling too prideful to ask for help. Mm -hmm. If there's help, ask for it. And if that person chooses not to tell you what you need to know, ask somebody else. Mm -hmm. Okay, It's free game. So go out here, hustle, grind hard. Uh, pray even harder yes. and trust yes. God in everything. Yeah. yeah, that's good. My ad text um, is just, it's going to be very simple. Um, your thoughts are prophetic. Like your thoughts, the things you, you think about, like that nobody hears, they, they hold a lot of weight um, because the things you constantly meditate on are the things you eventually say. And those are the things that you eventually do. Um, So just be aware of the things that you're putting inside of yourself because those are the things that always come out. So that's my ad to you. I love that. Wow, this was great, y'all. This was good. I feel good. good. This is what I got. This was good. good. You guys, don't forget, while you're at it, because we know you're sitting at home while you're listening to this and you're enjoying all your festivities of the day, we're pretty sure you have like a great big day planned. I hope you do too, besides sitting outside looking at the window. Because, you know, I've learned to start going on little morning drives. You yes. Know, little city, you know, yes. dip, 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 skirt, skirt. Yes. So, but while you're at it, don't forget to check out Hustle Blends. Don't forget. Aww. Like, you need coffee. You Who did. doesn't need coffee to start your day? And you, if you're anything like me, you love calling some shots. Yes. Maybe, you know, you got to get you your specifics. But then, of course, while you're drinking your coffee, you need that awesome stationery to write down your notes when you're doing your Bible study. There you go. don't. There you go. Don't forget to shop Hello Lovely and Company. There's so many new businesses popping up. Oh my goodness, we have another one. Yeah, so we have our friends um, Desiree and Josh. They have started Measures of Growth, which is their sticker company. It is awesome. It is awesome. Um, they've been working on it for a long time. And so you could couple that, those stickers, with the stationery from Hello Lovely. You and could drink your coffee. Your, you could do it all. One stop shop. 
And yeah. you can build your website with renowned.tech. So. Come on now. So, and then get you a logo from Hero Designs. That's cool. it. There you go. And but make sure before... Sorry, Tweety. No, I didn't want to cut you go off. Ahead. I was kind of a little on. Now go ahead, guys. <laughs> keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Um, but while you're at it, before you start doing any of these things as an entrepreneur, make sure you come to Kingdom Advancement Ministries Facebook page and see what God got to tell you first before y'all get to just do, 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 do it. Mm-hmm. There you go. I love that. There you um, go. Lastly, I just want to say that you guys are valued. As you're listening, I think never devalue yourself based off of where you are. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes you could beat yourself up so many times over and over in your head of like, I haven't started or I've been stuck. It's year two, it's year three. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you that that's all part of your journey. It's all part of your story. Mm-hmm. And what God has been speaking to me is not to measure myself or to equate my success based off on another person. Mm-hmm. Like that comparison and contrast that we do sometimes, like, oh man, look what they're doing. Oh man, look what they're doing. And look what this is. This is the new thing that's supposed to be happening. Like you could run yourself wild trying to catch up with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Your journey is equally important. So focus on your own road to success. God has something great planned for you. And I hope that you take this time to write down what he says, not what you ju- not just what you say. You just going to keep adding text, huh? You just it's running, free game. You're just running that bill up. All right, guys. We're running your, your invoice. Million Dollar Conversations. Peace.